Don't forget, the What Are You Doing podcast is now on every major podcast media platform, such as Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, YouTube, and many more. From all of us here at the What Are You Doing podcast, thank you for listening, and let's get to the show. How's it going, everybody? And welcome to another episode of What Are You Doing? This is another special episode of the What Are You Doing podcast called the Solo for Show Show. It's where me, your host of the regular What Are You Doing podcast, I just hang out and sit and talk to you guys a little bit about my life, a little bit about what's going on in the world, and a little bit about the Five Facts Smackdown. The Five Facts Smackdown is where I take five random facts from the internet, checked, double-checked, and triple-checked by me, but not this week and not last week. We have a new person hanging out at the What Are You Doing podcast the young JP, Josh Poplinski, he's doing, I think, dude, I still don't know how to say his name. Didn't correct me, said it was wrong, still didn't correct me. Josh Poplinski, the young JP, he's uh, doing the Five Facts Smackdown. I'll be delivering it still, of course, but um, he's the one providing the facts for the What Are You Doing podcast. The What Are You Doing podcast is brought to you by SkyprintLLC.com. If you need something printed on something, it's Skyprint. That's where you go, dude. That's where you need to go. You have no choice. You got no choice but to go to Skyprint. Why? Because they're the best place to go to get stuff printed. Anything you need printed on anything, they got it. SkyprintLLC.com. Coupon code TechOnTV or just say that you heard about it on the What Are You Doing podcast and you get 20% off all of your purchases. We are also brought to you by Maniac Monkey. The hippest, dopest, super cool clothes. You know, when I say hippest, dopest, I know it sounds like an old man. I sound like an old man. I understand that because I'm 30. 30 years old, getting a little older, and uh, I don't know all the cool words, you know? Lit. They got lit clothes. Their clothes are lit as fuck, bro. That's just all. Dude, that's it. That's I, I don't know what else to say about it, but I do know that... Um, that uh they have really really dope stuff so go check them out that's maniacmonkey.com coupon code shop 15 to get 15 percent off all of your purchases now it's time for the terribly mouth rendered version of the what are you doing podcast theme song let's do it It's the what are you doing podcast? Don't bon can't Ben Podcast is the best podcast ever. Don't pin it on don't. You can listen to all the podcasts, don't dang don't don't. But you probably fucking shouldn't. Don't 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 Dude, that's it. Tell me that wasn't hot. Tell me that wasn't hot, hot heat coming from the hot, hot heat land. You know what I'm saying? That's that stuff right there. That's that stuff. And you need it in your life. You need a little bit of that. Dude, I'm sorry, but that's a hot beat, dude. I could hear 50 Cent on there like, these motherfuckers don't know shit. I'm fucking busting me the big ass clip. <laughs> These motherfuckers coming straight in the club. I can't open my mouth very, very far, and, I, and nobody understands why. 
Even yeah, I had my mouth wide shut for like an album, but then even the albums I did after that, I don't, I don't open my mouth enough when I talk. So then it just sounds like I got a bunch of spit in my mouth, dude. Why does Fifty Cent sound like he's got a bunch of spit in his mouth all the time? Hey, Fifty, dude, breathe, dude. Just breathe in a couple times, <laughs> dry it all up. Then you can go rap, dude. I bet you any any money if if Fifty Cent just did, did a real big mouth breathe, he would just be like. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no problem, man. Sounds good. But instead, he keeps his mouth shut. So, so he keeps his mouth shut. So he fucking sounds like this. And he's all from New York, so it sounds like this. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm a, I love Fifty. By the way, dude, guess what happened? I uh, I'm a huge Fifty Cent fan. Always have been. Uh, Get Rich or Die Trying is probably one of the best. One of the best rap albums ever made. I'm not saying it's the best. Don't fucking get all crunched up in your pantaloons but it's a really good album and then i went to go listen to all the stuff that he's coming out with now hey dude stop it don't make music anymore stop making music 50 sorry 50 aka ferrari f50 dude what <sighs> didn't make any sense oh didn't make any sense still good song but his new shit fucking garbage city dude garbage city and the song that he did with ed sheeran dude like hey 50 worst verse you ever did on the biggest song you'll ever be a part of oops stop it i wonder if uh in the club has more plays than the song he did with uh homegrown uh let's see hold on ed sheeran let's see if the ed sheeran song ed sheeran uh 50 cent in Eminem. Okay, so this song has 19 million. Okay, no, In the Club probably has uh, way more than that. In the in the club. In the club. Bottle full of bugs. I'm on the end of the day. Cause it's the end of digging bugs. Uh, 830 million. So, wait, what, what was it? 19 million. So, okay, so maybe it's not the biggest song you've ever been a part of. But... The biggest song you've been in a part of in the last probably 10 years. Because In the Club came out when I was like 12. And dude, you can find me in the club. Bottle full of blood. My mommy, you got that ex. the taking drugs. I'm the sixth thing and making love. So come give me up. And then he's like, see me pull up out front. See my bands on dubs. So the 2025 coming out it's in the club. And then we're the fucking Drake. <laughs> and you want to show me love. You just sound like I'm in the club. They want to fuck. Woo. Dude, <laughs> don't nobody knows what he says in most of that song, but it's so fucking hot, dude. It's so hot. G's up, roll the weed up. Straight with a play of pimp. Get here with a few shells, but I walk with a limp. In the hood, uh, lady saying, 50, you hot. They like me and want them to love me like they love Pac. Now, how in New York? Dude, what, dude? Dude, that dude, that shit was dope. Hold up. I got a phone call. I'm going to answer it because I'm disrespectful. Hey, I'm doing the podcast. Oh, dude. What? Oh, they can, I mean, they can hear you right now. <laughs> I'll call you back in a little bit. All right. That was uh, that was one of, one of the certified ballers, Luke Jackson, right there. That was one of the certified ballers on my team right there. And uh, we just got done trying to trying to finish up this music video. And uh, 
there's there's a little couple kinks couple things that we want that we're gonna do but there should be a music video out pretty soon i'll be doing some promoting about it or whatever but luke jackson's one of the certified ballers that are on my team you know uh um we got you know laser smith we got whoa we got uh luke jackson obviously we got uh johnny franchino and now we got the young jp uh the team's growing people the team is growing and you know like you guys are all ballers we're certified ballers you can get certified if you want to um there's a lot of ways you can become a certified baller now one of the ways obviously is helping out the podcast the young jp came in to help out the podcast now he's a certified baller so if you ever if you ever like hey i want to become a certified baller send me an email and i can and and we can work something out you know what i mean everybody that it's a certified baller gets a certified baller card they get to carry it in their wallet and anywhere they go that uh that knows about the certified baller club you know they get in for free they get in for free places like my basement uh places like my bedroom you know stuff like that uh <laughs> but uh man okay so this weekend so all right so i played all right so dude another certified baller dude uh a young man named jason womp uh but uh he goes as plaid hawaii as his, that's his uh stage name and dude you know what certified baller dude um he gave me the chance he wrote us he wrote a song and he needed a melody and some lyrics and stuff over it and i sent it to him like i'd sent him what i wrote uh for it and he loved it and now we have a song together and it's going to be released soon but what was really crazy is that i got to play jazz in the park on thursday i don't know if you if, if you're not from the Milwaukee area you don't really understand you won't know what it is but like basically it's a place where like 500 people show up every thursday for like a month it's crazy so i went there i had no idea that's how many people were going to be there i got on stage and did a song with him there was like 500 people out there, dude, fucking, hey, bags. You know what I mean? Like, what a good day and what a good uh, exper experience and what a good um, connection. What a good connection I made with, with Jason. And he's a, a phenomenal uh, writer. And uh, I'm just really excited. Like, I'm, 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 I'm glad that he gave me the opportunity in the first place to write a song with him. You know what I mean? Like, he saw something in me. And he gave me the opportunity, and and I took it, and I ran with it, and it worked out. And that's how all, dude. That's how all this stuff goes. You know what I mean? That's people don't understand like making these connections with with people uh, through what you do. Like if you have a specific talent, dude, find people that need that talent. That's that's what you have to do. You have to find people that have uh, coinciding talent, like the like um, Luke Jackson. He's a filmmaker, and I'm like well i need a music video he i showed him my music he liked it enough to agree to do a music video for me and now now we're you know now we're buds now he's a certified baller so like it's just it just make well first first off make sure that your product whatever it is it doesn't matter what you do whether you're a singer whether you're an artist whether you're uh, a fucking accountant dude i mean maybe you're just like counting money and you didn't go to school for it but you're trying to get people you know and you're trying to but you you want to get into it you know what i mean you have to find people that need what you, like their talents coincide with yours and you just say here this is what i have to show you this is what i do this is what i have to show you is it something that that you believe in enough to want to be a part of and they say yeah or they say no i've gotten a lot of no's i'm not going to act like i've gotten all yeses i've gotten a lot of no's i've gotten a lot of Oh, I have to ask my record label if I can do a feature. Ah, 
Buy some knee pads. Not waiting for that answer. Don't give a shit. Just say yes or just say no. I'm not going to fuck. Dude, there are dudes that have like a hundred plays on YouTube. And I'll be like, hey, man, do you want to do a feature? And they're like, I have to ask my record label. Oh, oops. Dude, what's your label doing for you other than making you say stupid shit like that? I do it. Okay, so, okay, that's that's kind of mean. But the thing is, it's like, what the fuck are they doing for you? Like, you have zero following, dude. You have no following at all, but you have a record label, and they're stopping you from immediately saying yes and or immediately saying no to a feature on someone's track who has a bigger following. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a huge following. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being a dick. I don't have a huge following. I think the podcast has more followers than my actual music does. But like stuff like that just pisses me off. Like what the fuck record label do you have? You know, I don't know, but they found someone who believed in them, you know? And, and I guess, I mean, they're doing the right thing that way. So I, I can't, I can't, I can't knock the hustle too much. Uh, but the thing is, dude, getting record deals is fucking bullshit. Like, if it's a big label, like, if it's a big, big label, yeah, do it. Are you going to be in label debt forever? Yes. But at least you get to live the dream. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same as going to school for a lot of people. You're, you're in a huge debt for the rest of your life, probably, but you get to live the dream. You get to go on tour and do all the, all the cool things and meet all the people and go to all the parties and stuff. So, like... <clears throat> like Roadrunner Records hits hits me up. Sure. Yeah, I'll do it. But like uh, you know, Soft Whale Records from from, you know, Madison hits me up. No. Fuck no. I'm not going to let you dude, the cuz all the contracts look like this. We're going to borrow you $50,000 and you're going to pay that $50,000 back and make zero money until it's paid back and then after that we get 80 what dude what okay so after i pay you back completely then you still get 80 and what are you putting in um you know we music videos and stuff oh oh okay okay no no uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll do, I'll do fine on my own until something. But like, okay, so let's say Roadrunner Records hits you up with that same offer. Yeah, you're gonna say yeah, because they're gonna, they're gonna give you a quarter million for, for a record and all the music, the videos that go along with the record, and then you pay it back and they make eighty. But then twenty percent of, because you're big, you know what I mean. At that point, with depending on if, unless your music sucks terribly, but. uh with all the promotion and stuff, you're going to be making money. So you could probably make, if let, let's say your first record and you're good, not great. Let's say you're not great. You don't have the like, best image, but like at least you're good. You'll probably make like 30 grand a year on that 20%. Like it's take home. When as an independent artist, you can make 30 grand in a year. No problem with like, with I'd, I'd say like an eighth of the following as you would get with that with a large record label you can make that 30 grand no problem and that's what a lot of guys are doing now and a lot of guys are making money other ways with music like I don't the money that I make <laughs> with my music and live shows like isn't compared to the money I make like um running the, running my studio and doing stuff like that so 
mean, obviously, uh, a little bit, a little bit comes from the podcast, but most of all the money I make from everything goes back into my music and the podcast. So it's like, I'm not really making cat. I, I mean, I'm making bags, but it's going back in, back in because uh, you have to invest in yourself, you know. And that's what we talked about last week: investing in yourself and making sure that uh, you take the time to, and uh, in, yeah, invest in yourself and take the money and put it into you and your product. Um, because you are a product, you are the product and you have to sell yourself. It's the same as going in for an interview, but you're doing it every day of your life. And when you, on your, when you're on your way to an interview for a job that you really want, you go, what do you, you do not go out and buy a new shirt to make sure that like it's, it's good and it looks good. Or maybe you're going to, you're hoping to get a promotion and you got a big, um, you, you're going to a meeting or like you're going to a gathering for work, uh, you buy a new suit. That's what you do. You you go and you buy a suit for like a grand and a half so that they know that you're fucking serious, dog. You know what I mean? So that's it's the same thing you do with music. You buy a new you got buy the best mic. People know that you're fucking serious. You buy the best guitar. People know that you're fucking serious. You know? <clears throat> and uh <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Just uh I guess invest in yourself. I dude, I I don't know how we get through 20 some odd minutes you know what i mean i do i look at the clock and i'm like what dude how did we get here already but oh oh it's magic hindo something on a oh that's a different song i had the time of my life and i always don't do let you go hey the time of my life, and I never, never felt away. I don't know how the fucking song goes. <laughs> and I never, never felt away. I'm a fucking idiot, dude. Oh my god, I'm sweating, dude. I took off my shirt, so I don't film the uh, solo show anymore. I'm going to be filming it again soon, but it's just it, one. It's super fucking hot. And I have to have the light, the super hot light. Remember, I was always complaining about the super hot light. I have to have that on all the time. And um, and I'm I'm honestly just focusing on the audio uh, of it because it was kind of it kind of got to the point where I was thinking about the camera and looking at it and acting to it, and uh, and a lot less good information came out. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of less uh, like helpful info came up because I was I was being so goddamn goofy, and I know you guys like it when I'm goofy, and I'm goofy sometimes. But at the same time, there's a lot of stuff that's going on that uh, uh, people need to hear, like stuff that I f- that I find out throughout what I'm doing, and, and I think people need to hear. Um, maybe I'm wrong though. Maybe you guys don't need need to hear shit from me. Maybe maybe you turned this off 20 minutes ago. Either way, uh, so right now we are going to go to. Motivation Monday with Johnny Franchino, the lovely, the amazing, the hardworking, certified baller, Johnny Franchino. This is Motivation Monday. Today is Motivation Monday, which means, which means, which means it's time to start your week off right if you may not know, I am Johnny Franchino. Um, what I really want to talk about today is believing in your process. So as today is Motivation Monday, um, what we usually do is we motivate ourselves to um, propel um, 
our mood and propel our week into positivity, into productiveness, you know? Productivity. But that all begins with a process. So today I ask you, what is your process? Um, how do you motivate yourself? Do you motivate yourself by, you know, wanting to be better for your family? Is it financial? Um, is it just emotional? Is it, is it for moving forward in your career? Um, you have to find what your muse is, and that's the process. And sticking to that process is how you build momentum. Sticking to that process is how you are able to negate um, the negativity that the environment pushes out to you. Um, all the negativity that you see on social media, all the negativity that you see just on a daily basis when you go to grocery stores, um, you see people unhappy with their lives. You know, all of that stuff is toxic. And all of that stuff can be very um, detrimental to your growth and your overall wellness. Um, it's very contagious. But a way to keep yourself in a bubble and to block all of that out is staying true to your process. Because no matter what's going on around you, you can always hold on to what your process is. You can always hold on to what it is that's keeping you afloat, what it is that makes you grind every day, what it is that wakes you up every damn morning to do what you gotta do. It's a process. Um, I wanna, you know, Reach out to anyone that's going through hard times right now. Um, just know that you're not alone. Everyone is going through something. Very tough times, you know, in our society today. Um, we deal with so much negativity and it's being spoon-fed to us, you know? And we have to dig deep, <laughs> dig, in all, dig through all the clutter to find resources for positivity. So this is why I stress today, don't lose or forget what your process is. Your process can keep you on a straight route to success, to persevere, to overall wellness. I just want you all to know that I love you all. You're strong, you are powerful, it's all inside your mindset, and it's all putting it into place. That's it. It's just a process. Once again, uh, if anyone wants to reach out, you can feel free to follow me on IG, The Real Chino TV, as well as Facebook, um, at The Real Chino TV. Um, all of that is in place. <laughs> Once again, that's a process. Now, let's get it! Let's get it is right. That was Johnny Franchino or John Franchise Helm uh, with the Motivation Monday. Man, that guy gets me pumped. That guy gets me ripped. That guy gets me all kinds of things. He gets me high on life, and that's why I have him on my podcast. That's why I gave him that spot. 
He accepted the spot. He does a badass job. And now if he does, if, if he'd ever decided not to do it, I'd be sad. I'd be sad. I'd be sad. I'm going to actually, soon I'm going to be sending him some equipment so, um, it, uh, so that <laughs> it doesn't blow out your car speakers every time he's on. But, um, God, I love that. I love that Motivation Monday. All right, all right. It's time for your favorite part of the podcast, my favorite part of the podcast, um, the uh, Five Facts Smackdown. Facts by Josh Peplinski, the young JP. Let's see what we got here. Five Facts Smackdown. I guess we're getting smart now. Fact number one for the Five Facts Smackdown. On October 14th, 2012, Felix Baumgartner became the first person to free fall from outer space. And it includes a YouTube link. Uh, please check out the video. Okay, so we're going to watch the video. See, this is what's fun. I didn't even read these before. And that's, I mean, hey, don't fall from outer space. Okay, so he's straight up in a space shuttle. Like straight up. Ah, the Earth's there. The round Earth assholes. Dude, what? Hold up. If he's in here, it's 20 minutes long. I'm not going to watch the whole fucking thing. But. Oh, dude. Oh, hold up. Hold up. This guy is fucking nuts, dude. Hold up. Four. Oh, here he goes, dude. Here he goes. Uh-oh. Sponsored by Red Bull. Dude, you can straight up see the roundness of Earth, dude. Dude, that's what I'd be doing. Hey, man, I'm about to... I'm going to have to go. I'm about to jump. Dude. Oh. Wow, dude. It's just a little white speck. Ah! Ah! Dude, 16 seconds of free fall so far. Ugh. Ugh. 400, 70, 400, 500 miles an hour. Or 800 kilometers an hour. Dude. Dude, sp speed 600. You hear him breathing? <sighs> Fucking bad idea. Dude. 725. That's that's terminal velocity right there. It's 729. Dude. Hey, let's not, dude. Dude, hold up. Dude. How did he not pass out? How did he not pass out, dude? I hear that people that fall from, like, regular heights. Dude, one time when I was a little kid. One time I was a really little kid, right? And I was up on a swing set that my dad made way too tall. So he built a swing set from scratch. Awesome. Best dad ever, right? But the uh, it was fucking 15 feet high. The monkey bars were 15 feet off the ground. Hey, dad. Hey. Oops. And I'm standing on top of them because, you know, Oops. I'm a certified baller. I'm always overachieving. I'm standing on top of, on top of it. And then... Like, oops, slip, whoops. 
I'm falling. So like I slip, I'm falling backwards, and no joke, only time this has ever happened to me, life straight up slowed down. It was like, <clears throat> and then I hit the ground on my back, straight up on my back, knocked the wind out of me. And I was like, what? And I, I, that's like one of my first memories ever. I was like eight or nine or something like that. And I just remember like, like everything slowed down and like my body just like relaxed. And I was like, it's going and I was back, dude. And it hurt like a bitch and I knocked the wind out of me, but like, I've never had life slow down like that, and that was one of those times. And I've always tried to get it back, but I don't feel like hurting myself to get it. You know what I mean? Uh, let's get back into the five facts smackdown. <clears throat> Fact number two for the five facts smackdown. In 1923, jockey Frank Hayes won a race at Belmont Park in New York despite being dead. God damn it. Despite being dead. He suffered a heart attack mid-race but his body stayed on the horse until it crossed the line for a 20 to one victory. Dude. What? I mean, stop it. You're dead. dude. <laughs> hey, stop it. You're dead. How do you get, dude? He won. He won. So do you need them? That's dude. That's, that'd be my first question. Some motherfucker wins when he's dead. And I'm I'm paying like I'm paying like I let's say I own the the racetrack and I'm a, I'm paying these uh, midgets to ride the because jockeys are literally like four feet tall I'm I'm paying a bunch I'm paying a bunch of midgets to ride uh, horses when they don't even need to be there obviously because the horse that won was a had a dead guy on it hey you're all fired you're all fired. Get out of here. Don't need ya. Dead guys win. Bye. Hey. Buy some knee pads. Because you're going to need them. You'll be doing manual labor for, labor for the rest of your life and probably being in bars and being mad at people because you're not getting laid because you're short. Uh, and that does happen. And, hey, that's really mean, ladies. Short guys, usually pretty nice guys if you treat them nicely. Way later in their, like, Late 40s and 50s, they're probably pretty mad because people have been treating them like they're short forever. But, dude, all, all my friends from growing up that are, that are short, all really nice dudes. They're really funny, too, because they feel like they have to be. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd sent Chino, uh, hey, man, if I send you an app for recording, would you use that instead? The format that, uh, that you send me sucks because the format that he sent me sucks, and it takes like a half hour for me to render it. And he said, I'd consider, LOL, if it's easy to send and shit. Bitch. Dude. Uh. Uh. Chino. Chino, you're hurting my heart here, man. Uh, you're hurting my heart. All right. Fact uh, fucking number three for the five facts, SmackDown. Cream puffs were introduced to the state fair in 1924. On an average, there are 400,000 cream puffs sold each year. I mean, dude. Stop it. Dude. Not doing it. I've never had a cream puff. Do you know why? It's a puff full of cream. Hey. I'm not going to. Buy some knee pads. I don't need anything full of cream, dude. I don't need nothing full of cream. And it's a, it's a puffed up bread, which, hey, carbs, full of sugar. Hey. Trying to die. 
You're trying to die. Trying to get cancer? Get a cream puff, dude. Get one of those 400,000 cream puffs or whatever the number was. It was 400,000 cream puffs sold each year. Hey, everyone's going to die. Fact four for the five facts, Macdown. Ballpoint pens might be more dangerous than shark attacks. On average, 100 people die from chewing on a pen each year, which I do all the time. The pen comes loose and gets stuck in the throat, which causes people to suffocate to death. Both pens and pencils cause 25 more times death, 25 times more deaths per year than shark attacks. I mean, dude. Buy some knee pads. Dude, if you choke and die on a pen, maybe it was supposed to happen. Maybe the universe has been trying to kill you for a while. You've been dodging. And now it's just like it got you. It Final Destination to you. Dude, could you imagine if Final Destination was like, you know what? Let's make another movie, which the last two of them were terrible or eight of them or whatever, where people just died normal. Just fucking chewing on a pen. Cut! Dead. <laughs> and they're just dead. Worst movie ever, probably, but still, it, I guess this shit happens. And the reason, actually, when, uh, you know how pen caps always have a hole in the top of the pen cap? Uh, people think that's to, like, let the ink um, drop so that the uh, pen doesn't leak. But, in fact, it's for um, for people who have swallowed it. So people will swallow the pen caps on accident, and they'll still be able to get small amount of breath through that and they have enough time to get to the hospital for someone to help them out. That's why pen caps have holes in them, because people are dumb. People are dumb. All right. Fact number five for the facts. Five smack. Fact. Dude, holy shit. The flex smack tack down. Five facts smack down. The U.S. is the 10th deadliest country in the world with 12.21 deaths per 100,000 people. Huh. I dude, I think that's a weird way to say that. Even the dead, the deadliest place on Earth, <laughs> the United States, the deadliest place place on Earth. Twelve. Uh, what was the thing again? Twelve point two one deaths per one hundred thousand people is makes the United States. The deadliest place on earth. Boom. Nature's nature, nature song. And then it's like 100 million people or three, what what is it? 300, 300 million people live on this one place on earth. The United States, 12 billion deaths each year, the deadliest place on earth. And then that shows like, it shows like some, somebody that's not white <laughs> in a place. Yeah, this is East Harlem. So racist, dude. This is East Harlem. The deadliest place in the United States. Over 2,000 deaths a day happen here. Dude, what? I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, but they would do that, and they act like it's like not... It's like, dude, hey, you know all the money that you're spending on making this film? Hey, just 
make a make a youth center, dude. Five hundred deaths each morning. <laughs> As Fifty Cent says, in the hood summertime, it's the killing season. Hot out in this bitch, that's a good enough reason. Dude, you know, dude, all those like drugs, ink and stuff like that. It's like, dude, just put the money towards a youth center or something like make them stop doing that somehow in a nice way. You're just filming them. You know what I mean? You put up a goddamn, what are those called? You put up a, up a GoFundMe so that you can go into the hood and, and, and let, and film people with blurry faces for a bit. Dick. All right. Oh, oh shit. This says, this looks like a bonus fact. Uh, mass shootings, 2014, 296, 2018, 340. As of August 2019, 255. A mass shooting is considered by an, any occurrence with a, at least three deaths. I mean, that was a bonus fact. But, like, it looks like it's going up. It looks like it's going up. And something's got to be done about that. Now, I know a lot of people who shoot. I know a lot of people who like to have guns. Um, I got nothing wrong with handguns. I'm not, I'm not, like, they do they scare the shit on me? Yeah. Uh, I feel like having that much power in my hand uh, isn't isn't something I I feel comfortable with. But, um, dude, anything that's like straight, if if it's something like a handgun, it's it's meant to kill a person. That's what they're meant for. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like one at a time. You know, if you're good at it, that's the thing. Like a handgun, it's like if you're a good shot, you can kill one person at a time, maybe. If you're not moving, you know what I mean? But if you're, but like a rifle that's not a hunting, like a hunting rifle, sure, dude, have them. Handguns, have them. But like those dudes with the AR 15s, it's like those are meant only for shooting people and a good amount of them and accurately. You know what I mean? That's all they're, that's all they're for. So unless you think that there's going to be 10 to 15 people invading your home, more than once in your lifetime you don't need it and that's the kind of stuff that i i always think about like hey have guns cool have the ones that make sense to have but like the ones that are only meant for like infiltration you're not infiltrating you're a school bus driver you're not infiltrating you work at the bank you're not infiltrating you work at a sausage kiosk in the mall okay I'm just saying, you, no one needs those. And, like, I, why sell them then? You know what I mean? I think cops should have them. I think cops should have all the dope guns. And they should only have the dope guns. Because I feel like cops, sometimes cops shoot people uh, and they shouldn't. And <laughs> You know what I mean? And But they're good at shooting and they have the handgun, you know what I mean? So I feel like if they had a more serious gun, they would... It, in the moment, it would feel more serious and less people might die. You know, it's weird. It's weird. There's a lot of weird things about it. But honestly, I don't. I don't think regular human people like me should be able to just go out and buy like a straight up human killing ass gun. That's just me though. And uh, there could be a lot of people just turn off the podcast now because I said that. But the thing is, uh, you, I understand people want to have cool shit. Guns are like hot rods. Guns are like people with Pokemon cards. Like you want the coolest and the coolest and whatever. But like, it's uh. Just because you want it doesn't mean anybody else should have it. And you should, I mean, as, as, as a human being, as a neighbor, 
you should feel the obligation to be okay with the fact that you can't have it because there are crazy people out there that have them as well. That's just the way I feel about it, but that's just me. I, I think it would be cool. I think it would be cool to have like certified shooting ranges that have them. Like they can have them. Like they're allowed to have them. That would be cool. Uh, that'd be pretty sweet if they if they were allowed to have them. You could go to a shooting range and fucking, you know. But to, just to have a fucking AR-15 in your closet, like, don't need it. Like a little with with a little bit of a like a feather trigger that you can just, you know what I mean? Don't need it. Don't need it. Uh, right. Anyway, that dude, that was a five pack smackdown. Uh, delivered by me. Brought to you by the young JP and thank you guys so much for listening. Numbers are going up. Numbers are going up, dude. The, the family of ballers is getting so much bigger. And, uh, I really, really appreciate everyone sharing the podcast. It's really amazing to see, um, see this grow the way it has been. And thank you guys so, so much. Stay cool. Stay kind. This was the, what are you doing podcast?